0: This is Conflicting Emotions, a podcast from Weave News. The conversations featured on this podcast highlight the complex emotions and experiences of the BIPOC community at predominantly white institutions. We focus on stories that are real and raw, while also allowing space to share our triumphs and joys. Today's episode is titled, Confronting Race Through Art. We welcome three artists that use their work to speak on the ideas of race, ethnicity, and identity. Their pieces reflect their experiences existing at a predominantly white institution and reflect them being a part of an industry that lacks appropriate representation. Before we begin, let's do some introductions.
1: Good evening, everyone. My name is... Zakor amun L, and I'm a photographer. Um, I also own a mother agency that s- focuses on promoting Black women through modesty in the modeling world.
2: Hi everyone, my name is Kula Kalam. Um, I'm about to be a college senior. Um, and then my medium is photography. And I got into photography mostly just because I like taking pictures of my friends. I thought it was cool like a fun thing to do. But then it grew into like seeing all the issues on my campus, specifically with minorities and specifically with Black students. I wanted to showcase that through my artwork.
3: My name is Titania McFarland, and I'm a rising college junior. I am an art major, so I practice all mediums. But right now I'm
0: specializing in painting as well as photography. Thank you, guys. And my name's is Ivana Mohan Desi, and I'll be the host for today's episode. To start off, how are you all doing and what encouraged you to come onto this podcast?
1: I'm doing great, everyone. Um, very productive week. Just trying to stay focused and constantly motivate myself to not give up.
2: Uh, well, I'm okay. Busy with work and stuff, trying to get paid for my tuition. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, I decided to come on the podcast, mostly because you asked me about it, and I was like, it's an interesting topic, so I might as well come on here.
3: Um, I came on the podcast because, like Tila said, Ivana asked me, and so (laughs) (laughs) I love Ivana, so I wanted to help her out. And also, I really like talking about art, especially for, like, representational purposes.
0: How do you use your experiences at a predominantly white institution or working in an industry surrounded by those that don't look like you and convert that into art? What does that process look like and what sparked that interest?
2: Well, mostly what sparked um, my artwork was, again, since I go to a PWI, like, walk around campus, you mostly feel, like, alone and secluded as a minority. And I firmly believe on, like, if you can't see your own reflection in a space, you won't really know if you can exist in that space. So I really wanted to change that type of thinking that I had. So for me, especially with, like, the subtle, well, not not always subtle, uh, microaggressions and, like, racism on my campus, I wanted to show mostly how, like, Black students felt in these white spaces, since mainly whenever my school does try to talk about diversity or inclusion it's very much surface level very much basic Um, very much just giving mark of the king quotes and then having that be it so I really wanted to try a different unique approach to it so for most of my artwork is basically like rewriting stereotypes that often live to this day on my campus.
0: Kalila could you Talk a little bit more about, like, your two projects, Black Boy Joy and Forbidden Crowns.
2: Yes, so I did... Black Boy Joy was my first, like, official, like, official project. Um, And that one was basically, I was trying to rewrite the stereotype, most of the stereotypes against Black men. So showing that they're not always, like, always hard and aggressive or not always thugs or stuff like that so I wanted to basically show black men as like your regular everyday boys in a way so even with like most of the guys in my photos had like stereotypical black male attire on like durags and like chains or like sagging but I wanted to rewrite and show these are just your ever everyday guys you don't have to be afraid of them anyway. and then for my last project, Forbidden Crowns, um, that, was, that one was the harder one but basically for that project I wanted to basically show what it feels like for Black students to exist in white spaces and how most of them feel like their light being dwindled or taken away. So in that photo, I had um, most of my participants, which Titania was a model for that one, Um, shout out to her. But um, I wanted to basically take different like tidbits and quotes from each student about how they feel about their blackness on an all white campus. And most of them conveyed like, they often do have to like lessen their light in a way. So I wanted to basically show their glow from within them show, like, they don't have to hide that, which I did with, like, showing having the gold paint come out out of their hands or, like, their face.
3: So at first, I didn't really want to make any, like, Black art. I wanted to just do the assignment and, you know, move on. But, like, as I started noticing, I felt like I was watering down my personality to fit in or, like, be, like, more comfortable in my spaces at a PWI, and I didn't like that for myself. Because anyone who knows me knows I'm very creative. I change my hair at least once a week. I like to wear different color makeup. I like eye jewelry. I like to be creative. And I don't like feeling boxed in. Once I started noticing that, I started incorporating more things into my art. Like, I wanted other POC, especially Black students, to look at it and feel represented on campus. Even though sometimes I have made, like, sad art, it's never really, like, overtly sad. It's something Black students could relate to and see, okay, there might be some tragedy in this piece, but it's still a beautiful piece.
0: How do you believe your art can change the way society perceives the BIPOC community? How can art be used to achieve racial equity?
1: How I believe my art can change the perspective of Black women is by doing what I'm doing already. So I I believe I specified earlier that the goal of my photography is to go against the norm of over-sexualizing them. So all my content is based around modesty, based around uh, promoting content that's wholesome, that is engaging for all audiences. Because I want to go against the norm of seeing a Black woman boiled up and half naked or... A black woman that's shooting lingerie and that's the only time it's uh edified as beautiful or or sexy so i'm trying to create this whole aspect of photography and art with the black woman in a different view um with that at first my photography felt like it wasn't going anywhere like okay i'm doing this but how is it having the impact that i wanted to have and how is it changing the narrative that I wanted to change. And that is where I created my agency and started working for brands. Because I realized just being a photographer in the DMV with this concept, is not gonna get far because the audience is just maybe reaching out to 50 people that are in the DMV, like, oh, that's a beautiful concept, you know? Go on the next page, oh, that's hot, double tap, you know? So I decided to create my modeling agency to have more of an organization aspect, more of a bigger picture, not just, oh, an individual individual photographer is doing this. Good for him. I want it to be an agency is creating content for these brands across the world to give off this wholesome imagery, wholesome content of the Black woman.
2: This art myself, I've affected the way I see myself and like my confidence, which I want to help others on campus do as well for black students for art changing if art could be used to change racial equality I'm still like on the fence about that just because art can go such a long way but then again like the systems of racism are strong so it's kind of like difficult because I know like even like famous photography and art like the pictures of Emmett Till and his casket or, like, even, like, a lot of, like, the pictures of, like, Ferguson and stuff, those have really pushed for just acknowledging racism, like, racist forces in this country, but we still haven't moved to a place where art can really just abolish the whole thing. So I feel like that's where I'm kind of, like, tugging at.
3: I once had an art teacher who said art is a universal language, but it's not the only language. So, like, I strongly believe that, like, art will get us, like, it'll get us a step closer to racial equity, but it won't get us the whole way. Like, there's still a lot of other systems in place that need work in and of itself, like, due to, like, institutional racism, things of that nature. But I feel like art definitely helps because it brings attention to a lot of, like, sociopolitical issues, and not only that, but it also helps to like connect other people, like two different races, because you can share not only your struggles, but also your successes as well. So I feel like that does help for the BIPOC community. It definitely creates more representation in socioeconomic growth for us because we get to promote our work. When people are interested in it, they will buy it. And then not only does that help like I said, socioeconomically, but it also sparks conversations about BIPOC art and issues. Personally, I feel like my art, um, while most of my art now is like based around my school, because that's where most of it is being um, showcased and published, I feel like it does help bring attention to what some of the students, well, not only just students, but also like, you know, students looking to come into the school like they have the sense of belonging there so like they can see that okay although maybe the BIPOC community here is not the largest I can definitely find my space here and not only is it for other people but it's also for me as well because once I started making more BIPOC art especially like when I can include my friends in it which I'm planning to do in a photo shoot that in a photo project I'm working on. I'll talk about that later. Um, In a photo project that I'm planning to work on, I feel like by including other students who look like me and see them like getting to express themselves freely and just like be in their own space, feel safe where they are. I also like feel that energy for myself as well
0: you are listening to Conflicting Emotions, a podcast from Weave News. Be sure to visit www.weavenews.org or visit our Instagram page at Weave News Now to learn more about this series and how you can help support all of our grassroots media work. What memorable responses have you had to your work?
1: I would say starting out photography, I was getting a lot of love. I started talking about four or five years ago and it was beautiful. I love the conversation piece that I brought where I would promote my page to someone and say, Yo, check out my photography. And they go through all 30 of my posts and they're like, There's only black women. And I'm like, Yeah, is that something to talk about? You want to talk about this? <laughs> So I love that conversation where uh, they were confused because they're like, so do you not shoot white women? And I always love that question because it's like, oh, okay, you never questioned anyone else. So let's talk about this. Why don't you question when white photographers only have white women on their page or when other black photographers only have black women on their page? You know? So I asked them, I said, okay, so what is it that makes you want to ask this? Why, don't, why isn't this normal? Why can't I just have black women on my page? And like, you can, but like, why don't you have white women? Now, where I'm at with my modeling agency, it's people are saying, oh, you only shoot black women? Uh, uh, is this racist? So now it's not just me having all black women on my page being racist. Now it's the agency's racist because it only promotes black women. And just constantly have to re- remind people to no, look at the overall picture, not just what you see, because you only see Black women, you think somehow this is inherently racist. No, it's the mission that this is about. I'm creating a a, a safe place for Black women to be able to join the modeling world that is mostly white.
3: But <laughs> Black artists, Black workers, like we never get the same level of inclusivity in other spaces. But as soon as we try to create those spaces for ourselves and include other Black artists and other, um, just other mediums and things, it's always an issue. Like, I've definitely had the same problem a few times when I was painting certain things in class and people be like, oh, why are all these, why are all the characters or the figures in your work dark skin? I'm dark skin. So I wanted to make dark skin people. But like when white students would only paint white portraits or only show um, photographs of like white, other white students, no one questioned it. It was always just ooh, a nice picture. And then they would move on. I think backing off of what Tanya
2: said, I completely agree. Um, I had a student last semester come up after I published Forbidden Crowns. I had a white student come up to me and be like, oh, I really love your photo, like complimenting it. Such and such. And then after the comments were done, we're just like, I would really lo- love to be in one of your photos, but it seems like you only, she, well, she said, it, she was like, it seemed like you only photograph a certain type of person. And I was just like, you could, I was like, yeah, black students, you could say it, it's fine. I like, for me personally, I one, shoot what I know, and I like to see myself in my photo photographs specifically i like to see also all my friends be able to see themselves in my photographs and specifically it's kind of like a memorable memorable experience all every time i do a shoot i always wanted to be a safe space for black students because on my campus we, we rarely have any spaces we can call solely our own so for those two three three couple hours, I'm shooting. I want everyone to be as comfortable as possible, especially since, like, being in front of the camera is, like, kind of awkward for most people, especially if they're not, like, professional, like, models. Um, But every time I do one of these shoots, I guess, Teutonica can attest to it, but everyone, it's kind of, everyone just feel a calmness or, like, is able to, like, let their guard down and be like their authentic like Black self. In a way, everyone is able to have a good time. I have like so many videos of like, everyone just laughing and uh, getting along, hugging, things like that. Just like the room is just filled with like laughter. And then being able to like see themselves in these photographs, especially when Forbidden Crowns, for example, got published in like various different publications on campus, it was like my favorite thing to see all my friends open the magazine, see themselves painted in these publications because rarely do we ever see like a full Black uh, photo shoot in these publications or even be able to see themselves on our school walls, which are before before the last two years were completely white. And if they weren't white students, were just pictures of like trees or whatnot, whatever the North Country had to offer. So that's like the best experience for me, being able to like have my friends see their reflection on these in these bare white spaces.
3: Well, one of the like craziest things I've ever heard someone ask me about my art. It was for my ceramics final. We had to create a still life, a representational still life that was somewhat of a self-portrait. I went like a different route. It did something that was more like theme-based. And I based my theme off growth because 2020, 2021 was definitely like trying to go to school through a pandemic. Like it was a lot. So I felt as though I really grew as a person. So I wanted to show that in my piece. So what I did was I created a um, figure and then the figure at the time I had in locks, So my figure also had locks. And since butterflies are like another representation of metamorphosis, I put butterflies around it and also like on the back of the figure representing me to show like me becoming a new person. And so while I was presenting it in class, some student made like a remark of why isn't the figure more racially ambiguous? Like they're like, why did you go this route and add locks to the figure instead of making it racially ambiguous. And I was like, the whole purpose of the piece was to represent Titania. So Titania made an image of herself. And this is what I wanted it to look like. So this is what I created. But that was just so crazy to me that they even asked me that question because other people definitely had, well, not similar things, but they they had, I guess you could call them self-portraits also. But the fact that I was the only one who was questioned kind of threw me off. But like I explained myself and just let the conversation be.
0: What does your future look like as an artist?
3: So the future for me, I want to just keep doing Black representation and focus more so on like some more positive aspects of it, though, because especially in light of all the rise in in police brutality and like with COVID going on, with the um, with COVID going on, the disparity between, you know, POC deaths and white deaths, I wanted to create something more positive. So one thing I'm currently working on is called Kintsugi, The Beauty of the Broken. And it's going to be a photo series and as well as a videography project that's going to showcase um, different POCs. And I'm going to give them body paint with their own personalized Kintsugi structure. And then we're also gonna have like a mini video, a mini video series that goes along with each person's photograph about how they feel, how they feel their race has helped them grow as a person, like how it's something integral to them, but it's like while they have struggled, they've noticed that they've become a better person for the struggles that they face associated with their race. For my next
2: project, um, it's called "Unearthly: The Beauty of Blackness," which basically it's a both a photo series, and I will be doing also a mini film, like a ten-minute mini film. Which basically I'll be tackling the idea of black or like blackness as alien or as othered, and basically like again discussing why. Black people are considered alien or like what makes us alien, but like the beauty of it at the same time, like how we're unique. So that's going to be like I'm going to be working on this summer and my whole semester and future as an artist. I definitely do want to maybe like try other mediums and like I really want to get more into like filmmaking, too. That's always been like a passion of mine. But going forward, I will probably always solely photograph Black people and other BIPOCs, just because there's millions of other like white art out there. So I don't feel like my few art projects are gonna dwindle that at all. So I feel I will I will only solely continue to photograph those voices.
1: I haven't been able to do any personal projects, but I would I have been just doing sort of creative, artistic concepts. I struggle, or I would say I have, um, what is it called? I forget the term for it, but I struggle with being able to see my photography as arts because I don't know why. I just just struggle with it. Um, I'll take a picture and I say, this isn't good. This isn't creative. This is just a picture. No one's going to like it. I don't know why. Imposter syndrome. That is what I have. Yep. That is exactly what I have. And... I struggle with creating art because of that, where I had this amazing concept I want to bring to light, I want to shoot it, but then it's like, am I even good enough to shoot this? (laughs) Why do I even think I'm, who's going to want to be a part of this project is do I have the skills to even need to take it? What is this blah, 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 blah. So it's like constantly bringing myself down to not shoot a project. And that's where I, you know, you guys are awesome to even be able to still create. I'm struggling on that, Uh, in that world. I haven't been able to do any creative thing like that in a while. Just being able to find a way to be consistent with Black art is beautiful in its own way. I just, I'm excited that people are being part of the vision, being part of what I'm trying to stand for. And I'm excited for the future in that sense.
0: As we reach the end of the episode, what would you like the listeners to take away from this conversation?
1: Be aware of your surroundings and be understanding of the next Black artist that is coming up. Be open-minded to the different perspectives, the different creative pieces that you see, and really just... Constantly love what other people are doing. Don't be a one-sided person. Be open-minded. Be able to understand someone else's perspective. Everyone's art is unique in its own way. Everyone's photography is unique. And when people look at Da Vinci's art, they're not going to question, why'd you choose this color instead of that? Or why didn't you incorporate this? They're going to look at it And understand that an artist created something with their heart, their soul, their passion. And that's what you should take away from any other artist in the world, whether it's Black, whether Indian, white. We all are creating something to have an overall message, to have an overall impact on something. And hopefully you can be able to understand it. Um, You should be able to understand it. And you should be able to just appreciate everyone else's uniqueness.
2: Don't be afraid to let art change your perspective. Like, don't just take it as, like, face value. Like, yes, it's, like, a pretty picture. That's what we all want to achieve, like, a nice, pretty-looking picture. But don't be afraid to, like, question or be like, what is this art trying to tell me? What is, what can I learn from this art? What are these Black artists trying to convey? Because 9 out of 10, we are probably just trying to push a message.
3: I would say, like, a good takeaway would be for people, like you guys said, not only to branch out, and explore other things but also do the work on your own so once you do see something if you don't understand where the artist is coming from or you know it's just something that you feel challenges some belief you already have do the work and explore you know do some reading learn more open your mind to other things because you never really know what you could learn and how that could change a lot of things for you
0: how can people follow you in your work online
1: Quick shout out to my photography page, Tupac Zakur, T-U-P-A-C-Z-A-K-U-R. You can also check out my modeling agency, which is on Instagram at underscore Black Agency. Uh, If you're interested in modeling, hit me up. If you're in the DMV area in New York, I am currently reaching out to brands in those areas. And I'm also reaching out to brands afar because... I work with brands all over the state and all over the world. So if you're into the in modeling, incident photography, check me out. Thank you.
2: Uh, well, my art page and my personal page are like in one. I'm working on getting a personal art page, but you can find me at kalila.c, K A K-A-L-I-L-A L I L A dot C. Um, and then also my website is in my bio as well.
3: I have an art page on Instagram. It's at TM underscore
0: arthouse underscore. So go check it out. I want to thank all of you for sharing and being a part of this conversation today. I look forward to all the art you have to share and create and it's been lovely to have you all as guests. Thank you for joining us. For information and resources related to today's episode, make sure to visit the Conflicting Emotions podcast page at www.weavenews.org. While you're there, check out all the latest content from our citizen journalists, including the powerful first-person stories in the Conflicting Emotions article series. You can also find us on Instagram at weavnewsnow and on Twitter at Weavenews for regular updates on our work. For Weave News, I'm Ivana Mohandesi. Join us next time for more Conflicting Emotions.